Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Jason and Alexis podcast is brought to you by our friends at Sears Imported Autos, serving four generations of happy returning customers. Sears Imported Autos is just 10 minutes west of downtown on 394 in Minnetonka. More information at searsimports.com. Hey, Jace, did I see you drive by my house in a new car? You sure did there, Goober. I waved to you in your front lawn. Nice. I didn't know you were getting a new one. Where did you go, Jason? I went to Sears Imported Autos, and I really wasn't planning on getting a new car. But I went online. I saw a car. I went in there, and Sue, I love Sue, her service was amazing, and it really was one of those examples of customer service makes a difference. And it's not a surprise to me they've been in business for over 55 years serving not one not two not three four lex and dawn four generations of happy customers and now i'm one of them they were named best of the best for mercedes for 2018 and 2019 i mean it is really where as they say quality meets affordability the selection of their certified pre-owned vehicles will help you find like a dream car at the price you want so if you're gonna get a car don or lex sears imported autos where are they again lex sears imported autos is just 10 minutes west of downtown on 394 in minnetonka more information at searsimports.com and when you walk into sears imported autos make sure you say you heard about them from jace good morning everyone and welcome to the seven o'clock hour of jason and alexis in the morning on my talk 1071 and we're streaming all over the place we are everywhere on our My Talk app. I'm Jason Matheson along with Alexis Thompson, Don McLean, and Kenny. Thank you for being here. Oh, the weekend is here. Don't wow. you dare say it, Alexis. Don't you dare say it. I have my button. I have my finger on the button. Mm hmm. Uh-huh. Um, we're talking about TGIF on ABC. Phil Jones, uh, as always, came through. Um, yeah, what's the show per- we're missing? Perfect Strangers. That's it. Perfect Strangers. Kenny, did you watch Perfect Strangers? Never heard of it. Balky. <laughs> Who? Balky. Balky was the... Ooh, Ru- he, he was, was Russian, wasn't Russian? he? Russian? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Was he Russian? Some Slavic country, maybe. I'm yeah. not sure. Maybe, maybe it wasn't Russian. I don't know. I'll tell you what I have been watching, and I've been meaning to text you or even call you off the air to talk about it, Jason, because oh. it's yeah. such a nerd thing, is the Dick Van Dyke show from the, uh, oh. I don't know if it was the 60s or late 50s. My goodness, Jason, oh. this show, every part of it, 
the writing, the acting, yep. Yep. the casting, everything. 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 Absolutely brilliant. 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 Still. It stands the test yes. of time. Still. Oh, my goodness. So one good. Of the, one of the best. Yep. One of the best. And fun fact, and Mrs. Doubtfire highlighted this in 1994, the Dick Van Dyke show was routinely one of the highest rated shows on Nick at Night uh, and TV Land. I think it was Nick at Night with young yeah. people. When they were doing oh. the first, when they did the first run of reruns of the Dick Van Dyke show on cable on Nick at Night, it was the highest rated show with youngins. It had a young demographic and That's people cool. loved That's it. That's what you need. And you saw that. If you watch Mrs. Doubtfire, the kids in one of the scenes, they're watching Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. And it's it's so good. It's such a it's well written. You can't ask for a better cast. I mean, and, that's and just the Yeah. I've gotta believe that they invented a lot of things with that format. Did they not? I, yes. I mean the things I'm watching happen in that show I've seen playing out play out in so many other sitcoms throughout the seventies and eighties. It was yeah. just brilliant. Just yeah, brilliant. They, they, Where are you they, watching it? Well, that's what I was going to say. There's some yeah, free channel up north. Okay. You know, I, I think just it's me TV. TV. Is it me TV? Yeah, okay. it could be, and oh, it's in the middle of the channel. afternoon. So, mm-hmm. you know, I've got to be in the shop, and, and then yeah. I look over, and, oh, my God, it's on. So then I drop whatever <laughs> I'm doing and turn up the volume and just sit there, and it's just amazing. It's a, a unbelievable show. Yeah, they, you know, that came at a time where... You should. Yeah, yeah, that's that would be another one that we. I've watched uh, a couple episodes, but not you know, regularity, just for clips like classic clips. It came at a time where Desi Arnaz really um, kind of invented many aspects of, and it's funny that Don brought up uh, sitcoms and laugh tracks and stuff because Desi Arnaz, for all the attention and rightfully so that that Lucy gets for I Love Lucy. Desi was really the one that invented a lot of the things, a lot of the mechanics, a lot of the structure that TV uh, sitcoms still use to this day. Three cameras, the studio audience setup where you put the cameras. The Dick Van Dyke show took took that and 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 grew on it expanded it uh kind of pushed sitcoms in another direction it got it a little more mary the dick van dyke show was one of the more um uh, sophisticated shows that was really kind of the beginning of of a more sophisticated type of writing for sitcoms and then that then then a then a decade later then all in the family took it even further. Oh, so boy. yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was just a slow yeah. they progression kicked it into overdrive uh, with yeah. all in the family. Yeah, yeah, and it was just you know because the fifties, the fifties were very you know oh Donna Reed and Father Knows Best, and it was all very right. saccharine and very sweet. And yes, yeah. the Dick Van Dyke were all of those things, but there was a sophistication to the Dick Van Dyke show that you really didn't see until it you know. Premiered yeah. in '61, I believe. So, oh God, yeah. what is wrong? Nice, Chase. I'm, I'm scaring people today. I, I really, I someone said it. that I'm scared. Yeah, I don't know. One day, I'll I know it's it. a good thing I didn't call you off the air about it because we'd be talking for an for, hour for about hours it. for hours. Yeah. It's listed. It's number thirteen in TV. Now, this I'm looking up. I don't know. Yes, yeah, I was going to say you didn't Google any of that. I mean, that's just off the top of your head. No, girl, you know me. Yeah, um, yeah indoor kid. Uh, it, now, I did Google this. <laughs> <laughs> Which I was I, not, so I appreciate. <laughs> yeah, 
I told my mom it would lead to something. I'm like, Mom, stop yelling at me to go outside. I'm doing I'm doing my work. <laughs> Future <No>. research. <laughs> yeah. It was listed. I did Google this because I, I knew it was on a list. It's number 13 of TV Guide's 50 greatest TV shows of all time. Nice. Wow. So, yeah. The top 10. You guys want to know what the top 10 yes, is? Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm curious. Yeah. Uh, now I'm curious, too. Hold on a minute. Let me see here. Um and how how accurate is that now with such TV right now is just amazing. I wonder how yeah, old that um, list is. Well, I don't agree with some of them, but let's hear. Here we go. The top 10. Number 10, Saturday Night Live. Uh, okay. number, number nine, The Andy Griffith Show. Yes. Number eight, The Simpsons. Uh, number seven okay. is a shock. Uh, I love this, but I wouldn't put it in the top 10. Uh, late Night and Late Show with David Letterman. Wow. Oh, I didn't realize wow. that. Oh. Number six, 60 Minutes. Number five, The Sopranos. Number four, All in the Family. Number three, oh, now here's another show that, thank goodness we have to go to break because I could talk about this all day because I just watched a 60 Minutes interview with Jackie Gleason. The oh. Honeymooners. Yeah. The Honeymoon. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's, oh, I just got yeah. chills. I mean, I think equal to I Love Lucy, The Honeymooners is responsible for what we see on sitcoms today. Uh, it's so funny. I, I We saw the end coming at the very beginning of every, yep, every episode. episode. But we just sat there mouth open, mouth agape, just yep. waiting for the humana, 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 humana. Yeah. It was brilliant. Three, The Honeymooners. Number two, I Love Lucy. Uh, and the number one show of all time, according to TV Guide, Seinfeld. Yep. Aha. Uh-huh. Oh, geez, I know <laughs> you love that. <laughs> I know you disagree with that, but you have to admit he did change things uh, up. Yeah, oh, it, I, I love Seinfeld. What? Absolutely. Like, I personally don't get it, but I absolutely acknowledge yeah. That Seinfeld is a phenomenon. Don, did you like Seinfeld? No, I, I love don't know. it. Oh, okay, yeah. I, I know every remember. character. And do yeah. you agree with that though? Do you think it's number one? Yeah, I mean, mm, yes. Okay. Yes, I was <laughs> just thinking about me personally and what I love, but that's yeah. not what this is. This is what in general. In general. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Friends yeah. is not on there. Friends is not in the top 10. Yeah. Not in the top 10. So, um, do we have passing notes today, Don? Yes, we do. Wow. Okay. Nice. Stay right there. Hold on to your wigs and keys and Costco granny panties. We'll be back <laughs> right after this. Warning. Here comes a cliche, ladies. Your smile is your calling card to the world. Yeah. Even though people can't see our smiles on the radio. Well, they can sense we're smiling even during your dad jokes, Lex. Um, Don, I don't know if I would categorize that post-joke look as smiling. Rude! All jokes aside, your smile is so important, and if you don't like yours for whatever reason, it can be debilitating. It can really affect the quality of your life, and that's why we're so proud to represent Dr. Amy Hughes at Hughes Dental. Dr. Amy has her fantastic virtual smile consults. Here's how it works. You email Dr. Amy with your smile concerns. You can even upload a pic at Hughes-Dental.com, and Dr. Amy will send you back a private video message detailing an action plan. And here's one of the best things. There's no pressure to buy. She doesn't believe in that stuff. This is your year to change your smile. And yes, here's another cliche. 
change your life. And she's the best at cosmetic dentistry. Don't you have a fun nickname for Dr. Amy, Jace? I sure do. The Yoda of cosmetic dentistry. Trust her, we do. Very good Yoda there, Don. Contact Dr. Amy and take advantage of her virtual smile consults at Hughes-Dental.com. And don't forget, Dr. Amy can be your regular dentist, too. She's my regular dentist. Again, that's Hughes-Dental.com. Kings and Queens. Once again, I'll remind you the original name for this show back in the day. <laughs> for our radio show? That's right. Yeah, that's, that's Kings and Queens. That's right. But now, it's Jason and Alexis in the morning on MyTalk1071 and streaming on MyTalk1071.com. Friday means passing notes, and it means uh, my friendship with Alexis is on the line because of uh, uh, forced movie reviews. But we'll get to that later. Why Why bring that up now? Why Why bring the show you down now? You be the judge. Yeah, FMR a little bit later. Um, and Kenny, it's the other F word. Uh, let's okay. get started with uh, passing notes. Dawn, yes. what do we have? Well, we have uh, Rocco was texting me yesterday. He, he will take pictures of my notes and go, what does this say? Because he can't read the handwriting or um, maybe... Maybe he does. It's some type of a code that I might have some insight on. Um, all I know is that um, I had to tell him, oh, he, she probably means farted in this oh, note. And farted. this is oh. from my friend, Sarah. Are you passing a note? She passes me notes in class all the time. Do you want to pass me a note and have me circle yes or no? This is Passing Notes on Jason and Alexis. Old high school notes that producer Don found, read aloud by the MyTalk players. It was sweet. We held hands and passed notes. And you are to read that letter in front of my class. Read it out loud. Last time we heard from Sarah, Kenny thought I had crossed the line by playing a secret recording of the actress playing Sarah, warming up for her performance. A ding dang diggle do. I said a ding, a dang, a diggle do. I said a ding dang diggle do. Diggle do. Diggle do. It's okay, ready? You're right, Kenny. I will never do that again. I think. Thank you. So here she is in a back and forth note to a young Don McLean, Donna Valentine. The note starts in big puffy letters. Hey, Don. What's up? Are you all right? You seem a little quiet. Hey, guess what? I just trapped big time in the bathroom. Oops. Gross. What is that? Okay, wait. Hey, guess what? I just trapped big time in the bathroom. Embarrassing. I mean, no one was there, though. Smiley face. Okay. Traft is spelled T-R-A-F-E-D. I would have gone with trafed, but I wasn't sure what the meaning of... All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Draft was. Uh, maybe it was a Missouri thing, or maybe one of them women's health issues that take place in the bathroom that guys don't hear much about. So I asked Dawn, and she suggested it was a jumbled spelling of farted. Draft. Yeah, I guess that checks out. <laughs> Carry on, you dirty traffer. Hey, guess what? I just trafed big time in the bathroom. <laughs> Embarrassing. I mean, no one was there, though. Smiley face. WB, heart, Sarah. And now, with High School Dawn's response, a command performance by Ginny from Chicago actress, <laughs> Colleen Lindstrom. Okay, I gotta do my southern accent. Okay, ready? Hey, Sarah. Not much is up. Nothing's wrong. I'm just really tired. I went to bed at 1 and had to leave my house at 7 o'clock this morning. I also had a headache, and I took a pill for it, and it's zonking me out. Then a picture of a sleeping person with an arrow pointing at it, saying, me? (laughs) Then next to the head, a large pill, like nearly the size of the head large, and in all caps, the word, zonk. Cool beans. Thanks for asking, though. I just want to go home. Sad face with tear. I'm turd. Tired. Remember that lady said at Kickapoo? I feel like eating fudge brownies. Yummy to my tummy. Smiley face with licky tongue. Love ya, Dawn. P.S. Since Jason is going to the lake every weekend, I won't be able to see him until he gets his license on the 18th, April. And then a response from Sarah. Geez, Moniz, April 18th. Woo. Well, at least it's not September. Ah, good deal. I wonder what we're going to do at practice tonight. Barf on Barkley. That name just reminds me of Barf. Crazy old man. Boy, am I... Shaky-looking writing in all big caps. (laughs) Crazy! (laughs) See you later, Sarah. And below that, not a response from Dawn, but a cryptic and literal laundry list. It says... (laughs) Laundry, iron stuff, read, ask mom about indecipherable. It really is indecipherable. (laughs) To my best guess, it's capital P capital T, then maybe capital I or lowercase L, uh, then there are two periods within it, or, or maybe the T has an exclamation point, then another capital I or lowercase L, then a definite lowercase O, and then either another O or a lowercase J, uh, backwards E. It might actually be an overaggressive U. I believe it's code. Again, it's P-T-I-L-O-U? Ask mom about pregnancy test? Is little occupying uterus? Or maybe it's ask mom about Peter Tosh? Is legalization optimal outcome? (laughs) Then again, traft was a jumble for farted. So what could P-T-I-L-O-O be jumbled code for? Uh, T-I pool? A Treasure Island in Vegas opened in 93. Maybe Dawn was excited. Uh, Maybe ask mom about pot oil. 
I'm going to go with lit poo. Ask mom about lit poo. And this has been Passing Notes. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, oh boy. I love his detective work there. <laughs> that was some Pink Panther action up yeah. in there. Oh. oh, God, that was good. Oh, the music is just as a character as well. I love yes. it. Oh, Rocco. Way to go, Rocco. Any idea what it was, Don? Yeah, I have no idea. It's very weird handwriting. I, I don't know what. I was trying to say. I definitely know it wasn't pregnancy tests because if I was dating that Jason who would go to the lake all the time, I was like 16. So, yeah. Nope. Not not yet. No. Okay. Yeah. You're, you're no. still chased then. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Way to go, Rocco. Good job. Oh, oh that fine. was so good. <laughs> how many, do you know how many we have left on? Oh, gosh, I have no idea. He keeps telling me that we're almost to we're the done, end. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, it's been like a year of you saying that. So, But see, these are the notes that he's just making something out of that aren't really great. Because if you notice, the note wasn't that long. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. yeah, there was a lot in it. He just makes something he out of it. He just makes it. Oh, yes. Yeah, he polishes turds. Yes, he does. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> and you need to do that sometimes. That's right. You need you need yeah. to polish polish la turd. Yeah. I love those notes too, where you responded back, so the note's been passed back and forth a few times. Yes. <laughs> I wish. Which I is very that. risky. Yeah, it is. It, is. it always. I I feel. I shouldn't say always, but. Occasionally, when we do a passing notes, it does it tings my heart because kids don't. There are no physical. They don't really write notes anymore. You know, they it's don't text. have. It's all text messages. All text, yeah. yeah, yeah, or a TikTok I, or something. Yeah, I, I mean, I have bo- I have a couple boxes of of notes that I've written, and it's just like you know. Uh, it makes and I have those. It's like tangible. You can hold it. It's it's. I don't know. Give I, them up. This is about to end. Come on. Yeah, Jason's yeah, I, notes next. Yeah, I'll see. I, I they're all usually to my one friend Tamara, who was like my best friend. But uh, I don't know if they're comical. But but then again, Rocco can make anything comical. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah. I'm sure I'll they are. I... Just to hear your young voice. I mean, that's oh, what God. when I hear. The way we talk to like, you think you're so mature when you're in high school <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. and then you look back and you're like, you're really oh, not. it's just a baby, you know, yeah, just yeah. a babe. New prizes in the listener rewards treasure chest for this month. Uh, you can win a smart watch, dinners from HelloFresh, gift cards to Athleta, crisp and green and a MyTalk yoga bag. Sign up. At mytalk107wood.com. We're going to come back. Finally, poor, we've had this on the sheet uh, since God was a boy. Uh, Don talked about it on Don and Steve, but uh, we all watched Soul on uh, Disney, uh, Disney Plus. We'll talk yeah. about that when we come back. Jason and Alexis in the morning. I'm mytalk107wood, everything entertainment. I'm Jace with Lex, Don, Kenny. We're all Sup. here. Sup. Sup. Um, we finally, <laughs> we finally got to this. The world was working against us for a couple of days. Um, released uh, over the holidays. I think the same day Wonder Woman eighty four was released. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Christmas Day. Christmas Day. Uh, from Disney and Pixar and Minnesota's own Pete Doctor, who now runs Pixar. By the way, great. Great uh, write-up on Pete Doctor uh, in the Hollywood Reporter. 
talking about how he navigated Pixar from scandal following uh, John Lasseter's exit. John Lasseter was the big wig at Pixar, creative uh, guy behind it. But he got swept up in the Mervy Pervy uh, Me Too movement because he was, well, accused of being, well... Murphy Pervy. Oh, and, uh, yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. So yeah. Pete Doctor, Minnesota's own, um, was uh, charged with leading Pixar. And his latest movie uh, is Soul. And all of us watched it, except Kenny. So, Kenny, you can uh, turn your mic off and breathe for a few minutes. <laughs> Kenny should watch it, though, don't you guys think? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I doubt if he has Disney+. Plus. You oh, might okay, have well. to have the Emperor Dance Seaman call me about that one. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, so if you if you haven't seen it, let me. I'll just give you the main synopsis, and then we can talk about it. So it's about this guy named Joe, voiced by uh, uh, Jamie Fox, who is a high school band teacher, but he really wants to be a, a jazz a musician. He wants to just play jazz. And something happens, and this is in the trailer. We're not giving anything away. He falls into a <laughs> falls into the sewer. He falls into a manhole, and he goes up um, to the to the to like almost the great beyond. But he doesn't want to go to the great beyond because he's he was at the precipice of getting a gig that he's been waiting for, and it really questions what is passion and really what what drives you in life and what you think is your purpose may not actually be your quote unquote purpose. Um, and it's kind of the exploration of that and uh, pretty good explanation. I mean, I don't want to give things away. That's don't you think guys, that's a pretty yeah, good, what makes you, you and what drives well, yeah. you? Uh, Lex, what did you think? Thoughts? Uh, oh, I, I loved this film. I did you? cried at the end because you can't help but think about your own life and the choices that you're making. And if you're doing what's right, you know, by you. And um, so I, I just, The other thing that I, after now, a few weeks after watching it, there's a great lesson of there's one gig that he's just really looking forward to. He's always trying to get back to it, always trying to get back to, to, to make sure that he can be there for it. And it's just a great lesson that sometimes you have such a tunnel vision of where you, what you think is right that you almost don't see everything that's going around mm, and that yeah. one mm. event or one thing won't define where you're going. What, especially yeah. when it comes like in a positive light like this, you know, which joining the band, this is his opportunity. Here we go. Um, and you know, of course things happen that you know, without giving it too, too much away, but it does make you think about your own life. And I, I, I absolutely loved this and I think everyone should watch it. Yeah. So, what about you guys? Dawn, what do you think? I, I loved it. I, I, You know, I don't watch a lot of animated films because I don't want to know who the voices are and I want to forget who they are. Oh, yeah. Because it, it distracts me and bothers me. Some of them you can't avoid. But, um, but so I wanted to watch it right away so that I wouldn't um, miss out and, and just like, because I wait too long and then I don't watch. Um, I absolutely love this i think if you are feeling a little bit sad right now or if you're feeling like um depressed or like you don't know who you are anymore because the pandemic has like just taken your life and just dumped it out and you don't know how to define yourself this is so uplifting i mean it's such an original story i love the way it's told it's just a different type of protagonist you know you don't have a little kid you know it's like a adult man who's 
not really that successful, but you just feel for him and, and love him. Um, it's just, I love the whole concept. It's fresh, and I just adored it. I cried also at the end, Alexis. I just, yeah. it just really does give you such hope that yes happy tears (laughs) yeah if you don't know who you are that it's okay you know you might think that you are one thing but maybe you're another and it's just lovely it's a lovely movie i my only i agree with all of your sentiments i there is there's a really great 42 minutes in this movie um, I think I was a little I was a little confused and a little like, huh? The first 20 minutes or so. I wasn't sure A if I was gonna like it, and I wasn't sure what it was going to be. It was I I was like, okay, what what are we trying to show here? And I it, to me, it was a little, I think if I was a child, it was a little dense to me. It was a little I was confused. I think it was just a little muddled as far as, um, you know, okay, we're in the great, the great beyond, but okay, you have to go to the school. Then like those wire people, I'm like, what are they? And it was, it was a little too much for me to try to figure out, okay, so in order to get back into the body, he has to do this and he has to do this and he has to do this. It was that was There's my more only... for the adults than the kids. Oh, for yeah, sure. I feel like yeah. it, I was thinking that, too, Jason, that I was wondering how to how a kid would if they would like it as much as an adult would. You yeah, know? I, it just was a little heavy and again, a little confusing. And I and that's why I say a good 42 minutes, because then it it got me at the end when everything you know, the whole machinations of how how he really could get his body back and and then Tina Fey and all that when I, that became secondary. I wanted I wanted to I wanted to be enveloped with with his his lesson. I wanted to I wanted to feel that he finally got it and I didn't care about all. So that's what I'm saying. The very end, I got very emotional. The, mm-hmm. the ending of that movie Oh, it was gorgeous. It would that was pitch perfect. The last fifteen minutes or so was gorgeous. Moving, gorgeous. The music was beautiful. John Batiste did the music. It was just there were parts of it where I was it went way over my head. So mm-hmm. and, it, and and I think it probably went over kids' heads too. So mm-hmm. but did, yeah. but didn't feel like it was too long in the sense of like boring long. It just you felt oh! you were trying to wade through the story. I was trying to wade through the story. I don't know. You could have trimmed, but you can do this with any movie, for heaven's sake. I don't know. It could have trimmed 15 minutes out of it. Um, I watched it on the plane, um, so you know that could that could skew things as well. I will mm. I will admit that. Um, okay. But but uh, I mean, I was a captive audience though. Yeah. But yeah, it was just the beginning where I was trying to figure out what were they going to do. You know, they were, they introduced so many con- that here it is. They introduced so many concepts. It was like okay. The, the the hereafter, and then they introduce. Well, it is like a fantasy, that. so you it's just a whole new world of going. Whoa! Yeah, like what is all of this? And as an adult, yeah. I'm trying to process. Okay, he can't get to this thing called the Great Beyond, and now he's in this other place with these people that are made up of like wires. <laughs> that are, and then there, then there's a school, and then there's then he has to be teamed up with a a soul that doesn't have a body, and and what does he have to do? And you know what I mean? It's just yeah, yeah. but. Yeah, yeah. 
But maybe all of those concepts for a kid to enjoy it, maybe they don't have to wrap their brain fully around all of the the dynamics of the plot. And we just I just got someone that texted us immediately uh, that their seven year old has watched it three times and loves it. So oh yeah. great that's great because it is it's and oh, it's, can we acknowledge okay. too the animation? Yeah, oh, wow. it's it's stunning. So it's good. stunning. It, it it looks like you go back and you look at Toy Story uh, in '94, I believe that was, and that was an achievement. Uh, how far computer animation has gone! It is. I would just invite you to do that. Go back and look at a clip of Toy Story, and then immediately, oh, maybe do it on YouTube. Yeah. Look at Toy Story, and then click on a, a clip of Soul, and just look at the shadowing, and look at the the, the human elements, the expression and the, of the faces. Oh my yes. gosh, the woman in the band. Oh, oh, she looked real. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's just, yeah, so, so good. So worth your time. But it's so true. If you need something that's more uplifting, Don, love you said that because it's so true. We we have all of these shows right now that, you know, just they're, they're entertaining. Yeah. But they're not really fun and light. And, and this is a deep, deep thing. I mean, talking about a soul here, you know, concept wise, but you leave feeling happy and just wonderment and how does that exactly work? And it's kind of a, it's really a fun concept to think about. And there are 19 minutes of credits. Um, I think they did that on purpose. I watched all of them because oh. I was like, that person's important and that person's important. Yeah. <laughs> there's fun, minutes. The, there's little animation in it too. And there's really oh. good music. And so yeah. it's like, oh, I just, I, I was just living in the feeling of the movie still. So. Yeah. Yeah. It does. It, you do leave, you do leave with a wonderful feeling in your in your belly. You do. If you're you just, working a job that you feel like I'm just doing this to make money, and I'm yep. just in the machine, and I all I do is just spin my wheels, and I'm I haven't achieved my dreams, or you know, just I think a lot of people feel that way. Yeah, yep. it kind of gives yourself some grace. Also, at the same time, it explores too about people in your life who are naysayers, and just mm, to yeah. kind of follow follow that you know where where you feel like you should be going i mean you know and we're saying like you have this narrow view and they can help maybe guide you but at the same time you know you know inside what direction you want to go in i know this sounds super woo woo and you know i woo woo but it does (laughs) follow your heart yeah yep yes yeah when we come back, everyone, I have a message for Star Wars critics uh, and Alexis. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh-oh. 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 Unhappy homo next. Uh, a little bit of blunt honesty that nobody asked for this morning. Did Was that even a commercial break? Uh, did we even pause? <laughs> yeah, we... It's very, yeah, they're very short. This is the way it was all during Christmas. I never went to the bathroom. It was like for six hours, I I never go to the bathroom. Then I will not complain because this isn't six hours, but that's what I'm dealing with right now. And I may have to do an Alexis. I need a a stick and a bucket right now. uh, The next one's longer, okay? So right after this, we'll be good if you can wait 11 minutes. Well, and I had that Nutrisource commercial, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do that commercial. I had to type up a quick thing. 
thing, and then I was going to go, I looked up after the Nutrisource commercial, and Ariana Grande Latte was already singing. Yeah. I'm like, no! I have to pee! I feel you. So, anyway. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, Jason and Alexis in the morning on my talk seven one. Everything entertainment, everything. Ooh, girl, gots to go. Um, I, we... <laughs> I've had this on the sheet for a few days now, and I'm uh, actually since I got back, and I've been wanting to talk about it since my vacation. Here we go. Oh, what in gay hell? Uh oh. Seems pretty upset about something. It's unhappy homo. What is he so upset about? Let's ask him. Jace? I'm done. I am done (laughs) with a large section of Star Wars fans. Allow me Uh to explain. So while I was gone, as you guys know, uh, The Mandalorian had had its season finale. And spoiler alert, but hello, we've now given everybody two weeks, so I'm not going to feel bad and and dance around this. Yeah. Um, So, but I'll say it again, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the season finale of The Mandalorian, Luke Skywalker has a cameo. And I got to tell you, other than that, in addition to that, it was just a great episode, which ended a great season of television, not just Star Wars entertainment. It was just a good season of television. Yeah, it's just it was a, fantastic. It's just a good show. I, I Not even in, take the Star Wars out of it. It's just a nicely done show. Yeah. But it is a Star Wars show. And... So I'm looking online within the first 24 hours of the the finale. And that was the day that I flew out to to, uh, Disney. So I'm on the plane and I'm and I'm watching the finale and I'm dying. I'm like, I, you know, the flight attendants don't care, but I'm, I, you know, I'm like, oh my god, Colin, did, did, uh, oh my, oh no, I, that was my solo trip. I was like, oh my, and I had no one to freak out with. So then I'm going online and all the, the, not all, but most of the Star Wars fans were in delight. I mean, it was like, it looked like the end of Return of the Jedi. You know, I mean, Ewoks were celebrating. Even, you know, (laughs) people were, Star Wars, it brought us, brought all Star Wars fans together. But then. Oh no. Oh no. Then as always, then as always, the dark side rises. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And even if you don't like Star Wars, you'll get what I mean because there's something that you love that other people urinate on. and, And so you'll be able to relate to this. In the Star Wars universe, there is a section of fans that are so bitter that are so toxic and so negative that they have to ruin everything. And I'm just sick of it. I was sick of it last year with Rise of Skywalker, which people are still bitching about. Hashtag move on. Uh, And now, (laughs) and now with uh, this cameo, this guy, um, he's a well-known writer. I'm not going to, I'm not even going to say his name, but he wrote this. I tweeted about this. If you saw this exhausting, like 47 page takedown of this episode saying how, saying how introducing Luke isn't expanding the galaxy of Star Wars. It's, it's contracting it. And, and they don't, every time they feel the need to go back to the Skywalkers, it's limiting the storytelling. And I'm like, can't we just enjoy it? 
Can't we? Why? Why do we have to overanalyze everything to the point of sucking the joy out of it like an old orange? You know, I, 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 I don't understand it. And and I'm sorry to tell this dude because he was he was really an- overanalyzing what Star Wars is. Well, I've watched every and I do mean this. I've watched every documentary about Star Wars, right? You know, the uh, Empire of Dreams. I've seen every behind the scenes. George Lucas himself talked about the the, the basis for Star Wars, which is based in a lot of different types of literature. But at its core, do you know what George Lucas said? It's a soap opera. And it's about a family. So if they so if the franchise occasionally goes back to the family that it's been based on since 1977, it's not that big of a deal. Wow! Did you see it coming? I I was on my feet cheering. I I was so excited that whole episode. It was so good. It was so good. But but people just have to pull their pants down. Like Alexis, if she was a guy for a day, and and pee on the snow, you know. Yeah. Like, and this guy, it was the most exhausting <laughs> article about. He was oh, he got so over analytical about Star Wars. I wanted, I, I I was, I wanted just. You should have seen me. I was taking my finger and just poking my screen. I was so mad. I was like, you just, you just have to ruin everything. Does this guy ever say anything nice about it though? Because is this kind He's of his a mo? Fan. He said he's a fan, and I'm sure oh, he is. Okay. But but that's the problem. There is a just, section, and Don, oh, yeah. you know this because you're mm-hmm. you're your guys a, a nerd like like we are. <laughs> yeah, there is a section of the fandom, and I'm not talking about I'm not talking about general criticism. Look, I don't like Solo. Uh, I, 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 I don't mm-hmm. like Attack of the Clones. I think Attack of the Clones is a horrible movie. I don't like everything Star Wars, but you know what? Uh, even in Solo, there's a scene or two that I like. And I, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna rip on it until the cows turn green. I don't know. It's well, just, I'm just wondering because sometimes that's always their point of view, and especially yeah. if it's a Star Wars fan site, they need content. So it's just like, well, let's crank something out. And if you had a beer with him, you wonder if it'd be that strong, if his opinion oh. would be that strong. You know, if he's just putting it on, or or maybe he does feel that way. But oh, it just. Because it was just a good piece of television. Who cares? Yeah, we saw you know, good I, things about it. Oh, well, yeah. It was, there were just a couple articles that had this thing of like, oh, they're going back to Luke. Well, you know what? People like Luke. Sometimes fan service is okay. It. We yes. love them. So I mean, this is the basis of the whole story for us. And these people, you know, MC will complain about this, that these Uber Star Wars fans, are they think that they own the material and they have this allegiance to this story that... I'm sorry, George Lucas didn't even know where he was going with uh, episode one, two, and three. I mean, honestly, Mm -hmm. he tries to pretend, but he was just like throwing darts in the dark. You know what I mean? Like, they have this total, like, that there's this whole doctrine, but it's like, come on. I mean, (laughs) it's just, it kind of fell apart and just like, you know, don't be so... Precious. Right. Precious. It's not precious. Yes. Thank you, Lex. And, Thank you. Yeah, it's just, it's it's a shame that they've taken something from their childhood and made it like, it's kind of like the message um, in in um, Soul. If you watch that, like if you, you can have a passion, but if you obsess over something, yes, your obsession causes you to be um, disconnected, you know, from life. Yeah. Well, 
and George yeah. himself said that. Don, I'm so glad he said that. Lucas himself, when people were criticizing the prequels, he goes, you know, this is for kids. <laughs> he goes, <laughs> fundamentally, he goes, Star Wars is, is is a lot of it's meant for kids. He goes, so I, I, I don't know. That's a great MC point, MC wants Don. to make a point that the thing people forget is that Luke was basically the last Jedi around. Who else was supposed to show up to pick Thank up Thank you, MC. Thank you. Well, yeah. Do you want some random Jedi you don't know? Oh, he was like the last one. I mean, there's just in in the world of the universe, if you want to get picky and the timeline. Well, not only that, but, you know, his big beef was just fan service. And I get that. If if you do. What are you laughing at? Kenny. Kenny's he laughing. Nerds. We're nerding out. Kenny's laughing <laughs> yes. that we're nerding out. <laughs> yes. I, I'm no, enjoying I, it. I really am. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, uh, not even getting deep diving into Star Wars in general. My my umbrella point is this. when uh, A combination of what Don and Alexis and I were saying. When you overanalyze something so much, you really do kind of squeeze the joy out of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, uh, why can't you just let something wash over you? Who cares? We got a thrill. When I saw Luke's lightsaber, I'm sorry, I turned into 10-year-old Jason. And there's not enough of that. There's not enough of that in our life right exactly. now. Exactly. There's really not. And and let us just have that for however long that sequence was. Uh, it, it was fantastic. So Block that person. Pull your pants up and stop peeing on our rainbow. <laughs> yeah. Stop Googling that too, Jesus. <laughs> um, now, Alexis and Dawn are going to have to explain this to me, but when we come back, Angel's has a review of another carrot cake. Yes, I, yes. I don't, I don't uh, know what new. I just said. Oh, I have no great. idea what I just said. We'll be right back. <laughs> 